Hey, hey, this is episode 32. Hello, friends. Hope you're having a good week. Today, I want to teach my 2016 self all about what I have learned from working with medical professionals, mainstream as well as non-mainstream. First of all, let's define what I mean when I say mainstream and non-mainstream. For me, mainstream medical professionals are medical professionals that practice using the medical model. Now, what's the medical model? According to Springerlink, and I quote, the medical model is a model of health which should suggests that disease is detected and identified through a systematic process of observation, description, and differentiation in accordance with standards accepted procedures such as medical examination, tests, or a set of symptoms, descriptions. Okay, so, oh wait, there's more. Okay, and I really like the second half of the definition because it really vibed with me. And I quote, There are three main criticisms of the model, the medical model. And that's one, it supports the false notion of dualism in health, whereby biological and psychological problems are treated separately. Two, it focuses too heavily on disability and impairment rather than on the individual's abilities and strengths. And three, it encourages paternalism within medicine rather than patient empowerment. And that's the end of the quote. And as a side note, like for ease of understanding, you can think of paternalism as a parent-child relationship where the medical professionals are the parents. Now, at the beginning of my experiences and seeing doctors often and regularly for my daughter, I can tell you that I learned, leaned, I leaned hard into the paternalism environment. My thoughts were, I don't know what I'm doing. And they do. So I just did the very best that I could to do what they told me, which I didn't do because of how emotionally distraught I was. I also discounted my personal experience and impressions and research. I had decided that their knowledge, the doctors, knowledge and expertise outweighed mine every time. And it didn't take long, probably about six months of going between a dozen different departments in the hospital and interacting with over 50 medical professionals for me to realize that they were just as lost as I was concerning what was going on with my daughter and for me and like, and of me for that matter, like they weren't paying attention to or noticing the struggle I was having, the depression that I was in or any of those things. And everything was like separate from each other too when it came to my daughter's care. See, in the medical model, it's not appropriate to really practice outside of your scope of practice or competence, which you know basically means like if you weren't trained in it at school, then you're not really allowed to counsel on it or give advice about it. So like a cardiologist could advise me about anything to do with my heart, but should not advise me in matters of like mental health. It's outside of the scope of their practice. 
Which makes sense. Like, they didn't really study mental health to the extent that a psychologist has, and therefore they could potentially advise me ill, right? However, being on the receiving end of treatment from many different departments, it is apparent how much of our care was falling through the cracks or being miscommunicated because they were all specialized in their own areas. And this isn't an unknown problem in the medical world where they use the medical model. Like, there's plenty of studies out there on how we can bridge that gap, and they're still trying to figure it out. At one point, like, my daughter was even assigned a team of doctors consisting of a psychologist, a physical therapist, an occupational therapist, a gastrointestinal doctor, and one other one that I can't remember Anyway, but this was an attempt to kind of bridge that gap and to have all of the specialists in one area talking about her, seeing her at the same time to try to figure out what a good treatment plan is for her. And I think this this is a step in the right direction for sure, but it was still, everything still wasn't in there. Like we had to go to a different department to see the neurologist and to get different tests, even though they were recommended by our gastrointestinal doctor. And the notes didn't always carry over or were interpreted differently. And I was repeating myself over and over and over again, um, but not repeating everything that I did the first time. And so like not all the information was there all the time, if that makes sense. So these were all contributing to kind of that, the gaps in our care because everything was so segregated as it had mentioned in um, the the quote from Springer Link. So when I started to realize that the doctors were just as lost as I was, you know, in a sense, because my daughter didn't necessarily have something that was apparent and easy to diagnose, this is when I started to try to figure some things out on my own to try to help my my daughter to see if I could, you know, contribute to what was going on at our doctor's appointments. And at this time of um, our experience, I was it was like a part-time job. It was like 20 hours of my time every week doing these appointments and travel and everything that kind of went with that. So as I started to do my own thing and adopt the mentality of, okay, I am a care provider on my daughter's healthcare team. I started to get like kickback from them because I was no longer just doing what they told me to do or accepting what they said and treating them as the expert. I was stepping out of that paternalistic relationship and I would go to appointments and I would start to like question them and look at the situation differently and kind of question the assumptions that they had about my daughter and the recommendations that they were giving. And some of the doctors were more willing to engage in conversation with me than others, but more to like appease me than to really reach a conclusion and discuss things with me. Now, this isn't the case for every doctor out there, but a lot of the interactions that I had with them were similar to this. And some of the doctors flat out did tell me like, hey, you're hurting your daughter and you need to stop. Like, And those were really difficult moments for me when I was doing the best that I knew how to try to figure this out because it feels like you go in there and they're like, okay, we'll just do X, Y, and Z when you get home. And X, Y, and Z is fine to implement in a perfect world, 
but but when you get home, it's not it's not the same. So, for example, they were like, "Hey, you need to feed your daughter uh, more often because she was vomiting up her food even after we got the tube in for her." And in order to feed her as often as they were requesting, she would be sitting at the table ninety percent of her waking time in order to eat using the tube. And she was probably about two at the time. And that did not make any sense. And it didn't incorporate any naps or any of the other things that she needed in her life. Like, and, and it didn't incorporate all the other therapies, right, that we needed to do, the physical therapy, the occupational therapy, et cetera, et cetera. Like, if she was sitting at the table 90% of the day, that just wasn't going to work. And no two-year-old was really going to do that. At least she wasn't. And so that was another difficult thing to discuss with them and to kind of troubleshoot. And it wasn't very enjoyable at that moment because I felt like I was being treated as if I wasn't trying hard enough or doing it right or I didn't take the health of my daughter seriously enough or certain things like that. Now, like I said, not all doctors are like that or treat you like that or say anything like that, but that did happen for me. And I knew that that can happen for other people too. So after that experience of being told that I was hurting my daughter more than helping her, and I just kind of needed to do what they told me to do for a while, I did. I tried just doing that again and just doing what they told me to do but we still struggled for answers and experienced major problems with her tube feeding at that time. And I also noticed that everything that we talked about was about what my daughter wasn't doing and what she was lacking, which is another thing that went right in line with that definition that I read. Like they weren't really focusing on what she could do well or was doing well. It was everything that she wasn't doing and all the milestones that she wasn't hitting. Now, if you can tell by now, I agree with the criticisms that I shared with you earlier and I have experienced them personally and that's why. But since going through my angry, distrusting phase of the medical professionals, because I definitely did go through that stage where they were just the bad guys and the villains of my story and I was very angry and distrusting at a certain point of everything they said and did. And I've come to learn something really important from that experience. And so now I need you to listen up because this was a game changer for me. And it was this. Even if I disagree with how they approach their practice of medicine, they still have and can do things that I or my daughter needs. I'm going to say that again. Even if I disagree with how they approach their practice of medicine, they still have and can do things that I or my child needs. And once this clicked for me, I realized that it would be in my best interest and the best interest of my child to try and create a good working relationship with them, that I needed them. But they also needed me. And so I started to approach it all a little bit differently. First of all, I stopped discounting my own intuition and expertise. I spent and still do spend more time with and caring for my daughter than any other adult in the world. 
right? That alone gives me a lot of ground in being the expert of my daughter. I also have a vested interest in being her expert because she is my daughter and I care about the outcome of her life. Her life and my life are intertwined and affect each other a lot. And no doctor will be spending their life with her, nor will they maybe remember her in a year unless we've seen them regularly. You know what I mean? But she'll be in my life forever. So with me being the foremost foremost expert in my daughter and about my daughter, it makes sense that my intuition and my impressions should be something to pay attention to. And I know I would give a lot of weight and have in the past to, say, a cardiologist who's telling me something about my heart health than I would to my neighbor because the doctor just has more expertise and experience. And I needed to do this with myself, to see myself as an expert and to show up that way at appointments, not in a cocky way, but in a confident way. Because nobody was going to do that for me. They weren't going to treat me that way or necessarily give weight to to what I'm saying, because the truth is, is that there are a lot of parents out there that are really struggling for one reason or another to take care of their child, or they're just not doing it, right? And, and we don't know all those reasons, right? So we don't want to make negative assumptions about them, but doctors see a lot, right? And, and have developed this narrative about parents. And so I feel like we have to at least what I've learned is that when I show up in a way that contradicts that narrative, I still get pushback, pushback, but I still push forward, helping them understand that I know my daughter, I know what's going on, I'm well aware of the lingo, I'm well aware of the symptoms, and so far, some of the options that we have, but I'm not totally aware of everything that needs to be done or all the options. And that's why I'm here at this appointment with the doctor, right? And I'd like to make a good working relationship that is mutually respectful. Okay, but no one's going to just respect me just because at least I haven't had that experience in the mainstream medical profession. All right. Secondly, I shifted my perspective and position on my daughter's healthcare team. Initially, I saw myself as kind of like the gopher kind of a role. Like I brought my daughter to her appointments like I was supposed to and I implemented the treatments at home like I was told to. I tracked what they told me to. I reported when they asked me to and I went to all the appointments that they suggested until I realized that not all of them were necessary and nor were they all effective in the first place. So she needed my expertise. She needed me to be the team leader, not all the 10 different doctors that we were seeing because they weren't really collaborating as much as she needed anyway. So I needed to step it up and be the leader and to decide who would and who would not be on my daughter's healthcare team. Like I needed to vet them out. I needed to decide where to go with the treatments I needed to wear the hat of her healthcare team leader and mother. Thirdly, I realized that it was hard to work with doctors and therapists when I viewed them as the enemy or as someone I had to fight 
to get my daughter the care that she needed. And the truth is, is that they are experts in their specific areas. They've done the time, they've had the experience, and I want to know what they know. Because what they know can help my daughter. Or if they have the equipment that will help her, I need to know how to get that. And not every doctor that knows something is someone that I want on my daughter's healthcare team. I want someone that has the heart of a teacher, someone that cares about and respects the opinion of me and the concerns that I have for my daughter. So as I shifted my perspective of my daughter's healthcare team, my position on it, and how I wanted to work with the doctors, I realized that in order to get my daughter what she needed, whether that's information or tools, etc., I needed to really straighten out how I was viewing these doctors, have respect for them in their profession, have respect for me and mine, and figure out how we can talk about my daughter to get her the best thing that she needs. And that took a while. It took some trial and error, but dropping the anger and the frustration and resentment, anything else like that was extremely helpful. All right. Fourth is that I realized that it was up to me to bridge the gap between all the different doctors and departments. And so I started to keep good records and to track things and to research things and to pull in different people where I thought that there were gaps or where I felt we needed to go in a specific direction, I would kind of work the system to get the referrals that I needed and try to make the case to get those referrals. Um, And the more researched I was and the more cooperative I was and viewed them as good members of my daughter's healthcare team It was easier to get the things that I needed for her. It also helped me to pull everything into more of a holistic way of getting her care instead of keeping it all segregated. Okay, now I want to shift on over to non-mainstream healthcare providers. Now, when I first started working with them, what I noticed was that they gave my opinion, concerns, and expertise more weight and attention which was so refreshing. Many of them, they also took a more holistic approach to healthcare in general, like be it physical, mental, emotional. A lot of their views were, hey, these things are all intertwined and they all need to be considered. We're not necessarily an expert on all those things, but we're willing to consider them and think about them and keep them as uh, players in the game, so to speak, when we're considering how to move forward with your daughter in what she needs. We don't want to discount the other aspects of her life. And I can't tell you how incredibly helpful that was. They considered how, how long appointments should be because of the attention span and her age and were mindful of napping and eating and travel time and all of those things that go into caring for um, a child that was so young at the time. And that was so thoughtful and so helpful. They also looked at my daughter from the standpoint of what she could do and where she could go from there instead of what she couldn't do. And I definitely felt more valued and heard as a parent 
and a caregiver to my daughter when I communicated with them. And I know not all non-mainstream healthcare providers are like this, but mine have been, and it has been, like I said, so, so refreshing. Um, and I've also met more holistic and respectful healthcare, healthcare providers in the mainstream healthcare systems, just not as many personally. And so that was something that I started to heavily consider was that perhaps even though they, the non-mainstream healthcare providers didn't necessarily have all the credentials and the letters behind their name and the years and years and years of um, training and schooling, I was still seeing progress for my daughter when I went to see these non-mainstream healthcare providers. And that was really interesting to me and um, also very encouraging because there was a fresh look, a fresh way to approach it, and a fresh, fresh way to view my daughter and what she was going through and what she could do and where she could go from there. So I started to take more of a holistic approach in general to my daughter's care. And even though I was, I'm taking that perspective, I still need a lot of what the mainstream medical professionals can offer. Neurologists, um, cardiologists, people that have studied those things in depth. But if I could, I would find medical professionals in mainstream medicine that did have a little more of a holistic approach and you can find them for sure or at least that they're open to the idea or that they are a little more like-minded to me but if my options are limited which it can be when you're dealing with specialists then I just remember that I can say no I can ask you know about anything or I can fire them from my daughter's healthcare team if I need or I can figure out how to be as cooperative as possible. And medical professionals are not bad or intentionally hurtful, generally speaking. I practice viewing them as people that want to help, but may need some instruction or education about my daughter and what would be most helpful for my daughter specifically. And I've noticed that many healthcare professionals are happy um, to help, like especially when I am confident and they're willing to converse with me as well as not having to carry the entire weight of figuring out what's going on with my daughter. It feels refreshing to them. I've noticed when I come forth and I'm able to help them and that I don't condescend to them, right? I come across as an equal and that I'm not viewing them poorly because just as much as we can feel them giving that vibe to us as parents, they can feel it when we give it to them. And that really strains the relationship and inhibits what we can do for our kids, in my opinion. All right, so changing these perspectives that I've went through were just game changers for me when it came to working with medical professionals. The interactions became more beneficial for me and my daughter. The appointments also became a lot less because I stopped going if I didn't see the beneficial reason in doing so. And it was just a breath of fresh air to have this new perspective. So if you're looking for a new way to approach doctors in general and therapists and all the things that they suggest and to do, try some of these things. I definitely wish that I knew these back in 2016. It would have helped immensely and I would not have felt so helpless. 
this perspective alone definitely battled the threat of feeling helpless. And that happens often. And when I felt helpless, I just did not show up well for myself or well for my daughter. So when I adopted feeling purposeful, being the leader of her healthcare team, it filled me with purpose, it filled me with determination, and it was a great place to take action from. And I showed up more for her and for me. So if you're looking for something like that, try on these ideas. And if you like what you're hearing, please give this podcast a follow, a like, a comment, and share with those who you think will benefit. And I will see you again next week. Take care. Thank you.